0: Whatever you're bringing to the table today, I hope this episode proves to be a dose of inspiration for you on your quest to become a well-cared-for human. You can find the episode show notes, your free wellness blueprint, and more at Wellcaredforhuman.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Hello, humans. It's your host, Corey, and today we're going to talk about power. Very exciting. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about independence being the key to power and giving you the opportunity to connect with your power, but in this episode, it's more about how to protect and strengthen the power you already have, which will help you move forward in your life, make the progress you need to make in order to feel like all of this hard work is worth it. And as always, I'm going to begin with a bit of clarification about what do I mean when I say power? So when I say your power, I'm talking about your self-confidence, your belief in your ability to take care of yourself, to look after yourself, your ability to face any challenge that comes your way. Because the reality is, as long as we're alive, things are going to keep happening. And I don't mean that in that doom and gloom way, right? Like, no matter what you do, life will just keep pummeling you into the dirt. I don't mean it like that. I just mean to say that challenges come up, problems come up, That's a way of life. And the people who make it look easy, the people who just seem to step right over those inconveniences that make the rest of us fall apart and have tantrums and kick and scream on the floor like children, they're able to make it look easy because they have self-possession. They have control of themselves and they're able to gather all of their strength and their concentration and their awareness into a single moment to face a challenge and then just boop, they're right over it and they make it look easy and leave the rest of us being like, oh, what are we doing wrong? So that's what I mean by power, meaning that no matter what life throws at you, you will feel like you're in control of yourself, of the situation. Not that you'll be in control of the external situation. Of course, none of us are in control of what's happening in the world around us, but we can be in control of ourselves. We can be in control of our mind. We can be in control of what we focus on, what we do, and that is, in its essence, the source of our power. I would argue that everyone innately has this power, they have this strength. It's just that we have a tendency to do a lot of things that weaken that power, that undermine our abilities. And so I'm going to talk about some of the things that we do that weaken ourselves and how we can stop doing those things. One of the things I used to do that weakened my belief in myself was I would dwell in the past So dwelling in the past, it keeps you away from the present moment, which I've already talked about before, that the present moment is the only place we can experience joy. So we should try to be in the present moment as much as possible, because I don't know about you, but I would like to feel as joyful as possible, (laughs) as much as possible. And I know that's unrealistic. I can't be a joy machine uh, 24-7 every day of my life, but I would like to occupy that space as often as it is available to me. And my ability to do that means having to be in the present moment. But I would weaken myself by going into the past, by obsessing over things that had happened, over previous outcomes, and sort of seeing myself through the lens of my trauma. Now, there are many different ways to, quote, dwell in the past, and everyone will do it in their own way. So for me, it was an inability to see how I had grown, to see who I had become, I kept thinking I was the person I was in the past and so that's how I was stuck you know I thought that I was still this person who was controlled by her environment controlled by the abusive people around her that I had not in fact gotten any stronger that I was still the same person it didn't click to me for a long time that I had moved past that that I had moved beyond that that in fact now I had developed a lot of skills and abilities that could serve me Because I only saw myself as I was. But another way that people dwell in the past is they replay what happens. They get really stuck on what happens. I definitely did this as well where I would blame myself for maybe not protecting my mother. I talk about this quite a bit in the Who Killed My Mother podcast. She was abused and she went through a lot of difficult, terrible situations and I know it's not a child's place to protect their mom. Now, as an adult, I understand that. But when I was younger, I did not. And I would really blame myself for not being able to get her out of her situation, not being able to protect her. And so going back to those scenarios, replaying them, torturing myself, being like, oh, I should have done this, or gosh, I could have handled it like this, or... That cycling back over things that I could not change, that were beyond my control, that was definitely weakening me and weakening my connection to the power I had built up over time. So obsessing about things that have happened or refusing to see that you have changed, those are ways of dwelling in the past. But of course, there's the other side of that coin, which is dwelling in the future. Being so attached to an outcome or a desire that you do not appreciate where you are you cannot see clearly your present abilities your present opportunities everything that you have available to you at that moment to build that future i'm really guilty of this because i kept pushing and pushing and pushing oh if i could just get here if i could just do this everything will be better i will be out of this i just have to go 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 and there's definitely a place for that that forward orientation that future orientation Having a connection to your dreams, to visualizing the sort of life you want, that's not a bad thing. But what it does prevent you from doing is connecting to this moment that you're having right now. It keeps you from seeing the opportunities and the pathways that might lead you to that future you want because you're so forward focused that you are missing doors that are opening for you right in this very moment. It also disconnects you from gratitude, appreciation, Being able to see how amazing you are because of how far you've already come in all the ways you've already done the work and you've healed and you've made progress. Living in the future prevents you from appreciating just how amazing you are right now. And it's when we're able to connect to this present moment, this present gratitude, this present appreciation, we feel more powerful. When I feel grateful for something that's happened, When I feel joyful in the present moment, I feel strong, right? I feel very steady. But I can't occupy that space if I'm going either to the past or to the future or, you know, let's be honest, often vacillating between the two, just fluctuating back and forth between the two. So not being in the present, that's one way to weaken your power. Another way to weaken your power is trying to control things that are beyond our control. Here are some examples of things that it took me a really long time to realize that I had absolutely no control over. I have no control over the thoughts and feelings of other people. I can't make them feel certain ways or think certain ways. I can't make them particularly think or feel a certain way about me. And I'm also not responsible for that. For example, when my mom would have these very depressive episodes when she was really on the downward spiral of her of her mental illness, right, when she was going down rather than swinging up into mania, when she was being depressive, I felt like that depression was my responsibility, that I needed to cheer her up, that I needed to make her feel better. Or sometimes we do this with our friends, right? Someone else is really gloomy, or like I talked about in the anger episode, sometimes we feel like someone else's anger is our responsibility. If my wife gets really mad at me, I feel like I have to make her not mad at me. But her anger is actually not my responsibility. My father's anger was not my responsibility. My mother's depressive moods or anxiety, not my responsibility. And I have a lot less control over the feelings of other people than I think I do. And let's be honest, we have a lot of feelings and thoughts all by ourselves, okay? (laughs) I don't know about you, but I have about 5 million thoughts in my head in any given second. And... I have a lot of feelings that come up with those thoughts, and so my power is best used when I stay with myself, when I give attention to my own thoughts, to my own feelings, because that's my responsibility, and that's where my true power lies. That's what I can actually control. I can't control the thoughts and feelings of other people, but I can control my thoughts and feelings, or at the very least, I can balance them and work with them and have an equilibrium with them. And the same is true for outcomes. You know, we think we can change external outcomes if we could just do this, this, and this. If I can just love my mom enough, she won't be a drunk anymore. If I can just do X, Y, and Z, you know, my dad won't get mad and he won't treat me like a piece of crap. If I could just do this, this person I'm dating will finally stop cheating on me and they'll settle down and marry me and be good to me and stop verbally abusing me every night. You know, the Examples are endless, but the point is is that we often try to do certain things to control the behaviors of other people, to control the outcome of a situation, when we actually we don't really have much control over that. We can't really make people do certain things. People do whatever they do based on their own perceptions, their own worldview, their own habits and compulsions. Very little that we can do to influence that. It's more powerful to stay with ourselves, to stay centered in ourselves and say, well, what can I do for my own outcome? I want a healthy, happy, loving relationship. This person keeps cheating on me. So what can I do? And it's like, well, I can leave. I can date other people. I can clarify in my mind what I'm looking for. What do I think a healthy relationship looks like? And I can be brave enough to pursue that. I can't actually make my mother stop drinking for example i mean my mom is dead but maybe you have an alcoholic mother or you know someone else is struggling with this you have someone in your family who's struggling with drugs and alcohol you can't make them get clean and sober but there are things that you can do for yourself to heal yourself to protect yourself to make your environment more peaceful more loving, more steady, and then figure out what you can extend to them. Maybe it's just seeing them for 10 minutes every Sunday or something because you want them in your life, but you don't want to compromise your sanity and your well-being in these ways, so you just see them for a little bit. Maybe you have some good boundaries and some rules, like you're not going to give them money anymore because you don't want them to do that. I really struggled with that with my mom for a long time because she was always struggling financially her whole life. And so she would call me, she would ask for money, and I would give her money. For many years I gave her money. But then I to temper that, I'd be like, I don't think that this is actually helping her. Me giving her this money, I don't think that this is making things better. I think she's using it for X, Y, and Z. So kind of being more mindful of what you can actually do in a situation, a more realistic view of that is another way to gather your power back to you and then when we try to control how other people view us or what they think of us that's also weakening us for example and for anyone who's been listening to any of this podcast you've heard me talk quite a bit about my father his narcissism his personality disorder and how i basically (laughs) sacrificed myself on the altar of his approval for all my life until very recently and so me trying to do anything and everything I could to make him view me a certain way, to make him think well of me, to approve of me, to be kind to me, you know, to, to shape his opinion of me, I had no control of that, and it was just weakening me to do so. There was so much debasing of myself in order to try to earn this approval that was completely unobtainable, and that's true for any situation. You know, maybe you want to change your reputation with someone that you work with, or or whatever, but if you've not done anything wrong and there's nothing for you to make amends for or to try better, like you can't control how they think of you. You can only concentrate on doing what you know is right for you. Because everyone's always going to have their own worldview, their own opinions of other people, and there's not much we can do to influence that. It's more important how we feel about ourselves, as cliche as that sounds, but that's where our power lies. If we have a great relationship with ourselves, if we have a great opinion and view of ourselves, we'll feel powerful, we'll feel strong, we'll feel steady. And it won't matter if all these vacillating, fluctuating, inconsistent, unpredictable opinions of other people come and go. It won't matter because you'll have a good view of yourself, you'll love yourself, you'll be proud of yourself. And so it won't matter if the weather of someone else's mind changes Whether they're in good moods or bad moods, none of that will matter to you because you will be steady within yourself. And that's a very powerful and strong position to hold. Other things that we do to weaken our power is we overthink. (laughs) Shout out to my overthinkers out there where we take the smallest grain of sand and we just mull over it until we've burrowed, you know, halfway to the other side of the earth. (laughs) Overthinking definitely weakens your power because you're again destroying that sense of presence, that realistic grounded connection to what's really going on around you because now you're just living in the abstract and things can just get wild in there. (laughs) Destructive patterns also weaken our power. Anything we do to undermine ourselves, to destroy our self-confidence, when we talk down to ourselves, when we're Unkind and abusive to ourselves if we hurt ourselves in any of these ways that I've talked about over different episodes We're definitely weakening ourselves when we do that because we're essentially attacking ourselves hurting ourselves And then the same for numbing out or avoiding if you numb out or avoid Your emotions if you're trying to escape from them, you're doing it at the expense of your awareness You're doing it at the expense of wisdom Because to be present is to be aware of what's going on within you and in your environment to gain the wisdom of, okay, this is what's happening. Let me look at this. What can I actually do about this? It gives you a chance to be proactive. But if you're just trying to suppress it down because you're uncomfortable or you don't like the situation, it's bringing up fear in you, it's bringing up your triggers, then you're weakening yourself because you're also taking away your ability to address the situation directly and immediately with all of your capabilities at your command. So let's say we've done some of that. We've been dwelling in the past or the future. We're trying to control people or situations beyond our control. We're trying to make people think about us or view us in a certain way we're thinking too much. We're indulging in destructive patterns or numbing out or avoiding our feelings. So we're taking all of our power away. We're kind of throwing it out the window in these ways. How do we get it back? How do we gather it up so that it's here with us for us to use, for us to feel strong and confident and empowered and proactive, like we can handle any situation that's going on. We're feeling good. We're feeling steady. How do we gather it back if we're doing any of those things that are weakening ourselves? My first suggestion would be to practice being instead of doing. Being is existing, and it's really difficult to explain. I feel like that's a whole other episode that I should probably do really soon, but we live in the cult of doing, at least here in America. I don't know how what's going on in the rest of the world, but in America, we love doing stuff. We love progress. We love charting our forward expansion into, I don't even know where we're trying to go, but if you turn that off, even for a little bit, and you just be Just be, just sit with yourself, cup of coffee or cup of tea, look at the sky, be in nature, go sit in a park somewhere. Don't have an agenda or an objective. Just be with yourself. There's something really transformative about the power of presence. And I feel like I just said a whole lot of words that didn't mean anything. Like like that was just be something that would be on a meme on the internet. The transformative power of presence and means like a whole lot of nothing. But the point is, is that, doing 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 rushing through our days to accomplish as much as we can it's still running from ourselves like we're still weakening ourselves we're still doing everything we can to get away from ourselves but when we sit with ourselves and i mean literally you're just it's just you and that could be in meditation or that can be like i said outside in a park or you're just with a cup of coffee at a, in a cafe or something just being with yourself forces you to slow it down and to get a sense of hell who you are like what's going on like what's going on just taking a moment to look around you and figuring out where you are it's very it's very transformative and it's something that can definitely help to gather your power to you is to stop running from yourself in that way to just take a break from thinking we think so much i mean i cannot be the only one right who's thinking all day every day about everything and again having those good boundaries clarifying what you can and cannot control, what you can and cannot influence in others around you, sticking more closely to yourself, to your own field of power in which you are looking at your thoughts, your feelings, your circumstances, and you're giving them the loving attention that they need that helps you to gather your strength back to you instead of being out there trying to overextend yourself, weakening your power. Something I learned when I studied martial arts for all those years is that if you overextend your limbs, you know, your arms, your your legs to try to hit someone, I'm imagining a sparring situation for those of you who are not into martial arts and this is not a great metaphor for you, but I'm sure we've all seen like a kung fu movie or something, right? So imagine you're sparring, there's another person. If you're extending way out to touch them, and you can't quite do it, which is pretty much what happens when we're trying to control things outside of our environment. We're stretching beyond our means. Not only are we more likely to get off balance, to fall, to not land a blow, but we also lose connection with our steady center, and we're more vulnerable. We're more likely to take a hit ourselves. It's just not a great place to occupy. So the more you can realize that it's better to stay closer to your center, stay connected to your center, to what you can actually do within your realm of influence, and then just practice letting go of everything else. That is how you maintain your sense of power. You maintain your sense of steadiness and your strength. So that's all I wanted to say for you today. I just wanted to talk about you've got power whether you realize it or not you've got it but maybe you're giving it away all over the place and if you are here are some ways you might be doing that and I would love to encourage you to gather your strength back to you not just because you'll feel better you'll feel more steady and confident and grounded centered is the word I want in your life but you'll also just have an easier time dealing with these difficult moments these difficult situations so I hope you found this episode useful. And if you're feeling run down or depleted or overextended, please consider trying some of these techniques in order to gather your strength back to you to reconnect with your power. And of course, I will be back next week with another episode of A Well-Cared-For-Human. But until then, please take good care of you. This episode of A Well-Cared-For-Human was written and produced by me, Cory Marie. The music was by Late Night Feeler, and esther abrami if you like what i'm doing here please consider visiting my patreon for as little as a dollar a month you get early ad free access to the episodes as well as a monthly patrons only q a bonus videos and more not to mention that your patreon support lets me know that you find value in the show and want it to continue you can find me on patreon by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash Marie. If you can't support the show financially, that is okay. You can still subscribe to the show, leave a review of the show, and recommend the show to your friends, not just the neurotic ones. All of this helps so much. And as always, thank you for listening.